St. Giles Online. Hello friends, this is St. Giles Online. We may not be together in person, but we are still the church. We are one body in Christ. So let's worship, learn and grow together. Enjoy the service. Good morning and welcome to St. Giles. The Lord be with you. Uh, We've got a great service planned for this morning and uh, whether you're watching this live with us on Sunday morning or catching up later in the week, um, it's just fantastic uh, to have you joining us today. Um, Hannah and Sam, the Crawfords, are leading our worship this morning and they're going to lead us now. Psalm 84. How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord Almighty. My soul yearns, even faints, for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Verse 10, better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tent of the wicked. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favour and honour. No good thing does he withhold from those whose walk is blameless. O Lord Almighty, blessed is the man who trusts in you. Oh, 
I've come to the back of the church. Um, I never get a chance to sit at this part of the church. Um, so here I am today. I'm just in front of the haven where our under twos normally are. And as you can see, I've got a little friend uh, with me this morning. Never has this room been so quiet uh, during a service. Um, I'm grateful to Peter, um, who has led our, our thinking over the last couple of weeks. He's been doing our sermons for us and he's been following the lectionary. In the Church of England, uh, many of you will know, we follow, a, a, or sometimes we follow, um, when the vicar doesn't mess around, um, a, a set series of readings. Um, so each Sunday has designated readings for the teaching on that day. And uh, Peter's led us through those as we've been through Ma uh, Matthew's Gospel and as we've looked at Jesus encountering different, different people. Uh, so we've had the feeding of the 5,000 and we've had the uh, walking on the water. And today we've got a, a different passage, but carrying on in that, that theme of Jesus meeting the Canaanite woman. And it's a passage that um, in many ways is quite troubling. Uh, certainly it's been in the press the last few days as people have wrestled uh, with Jesus and the language that Jesus uses um, in this passage. So it, it repays uh, a careful reading and a careful thinking. And we're hopefully uh, going to do that now. So I'm reading from Matthew uh, chapter 15 and I'm going to start at verse 21. The faith of the Canaanite woman. Leaving that place, Jesus withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon. A Canaanite woman from that vicinity came to him crying out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is suffering terribly from demon possession. Jesus did not answer a word. So his disciples came to him and urged him, send her away for she keeps crying out after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. The woman came and knelt before him. Lord, help me, she said. He replied, it is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to their dogs. Yes, Lord, she said, but even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered, Woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. Let's pray. Holy Father, please uh, speak to us through your word and give us the desire to live according to your teaching. To the glory of Jesus and in the power of the Spirit. Amen. So the scene is quite easy to understand. Uh, Jesus uh, heads out into um, a region where uh, many foreigners live, many Gentiles. Remember the Jewish people uh, saw themselves as the children of God, the children of Israel, and, uh, and those who were not uh, Jewish were known as Gentiles, um, unbelievers, those um, who follow other gods. And the Canaanite woman comes to him. The Canaanites were the ancient uh, enemies of the Jews, um, the Israelites. And she comes to him in great distress. Uh, she asks him for mercy. She uh, follows the disciples around. She cries out for help. Uh, they don't know what to do. And um, the, the troubling bits of this passage, I think, are twofold. There's, there's a double rejection here from Jesus. Uh, firstly, the woman is crying out. And verse 23, we read, uh, Jesus did not answer a word. Um, he is silent in the face of her supplication, in the face of her clear need and distress. Uh, such that the, the disciples inquire whether uh, she should be sent away, because clearly they're getting annoyed by the, the harassment of this woman continually asking um, for help. 
And then, of course, uh, there is the second rejection. I think this is the one uh, that is more shocking uh, to modern ears. Uh, Lord, help me, she said. Jesus replied, it is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to their dogs. In the culture of the day, um, uh, the Jews would refer to the Gentiles as dogs. And uh, you can hear the, the offence in that word. I feel uncomfortable uh, saying that this morning. And clearly it was an offensive idiom in Jesus's day. We don't expect it to come uh, from anybody's lips, let alone the lips of Jesus, uh, the Messiah, uh, the saviour of the world. What is going on here? How do we make sense of this passage? How are we to understand it? Um, uh, Christians have been thinking about this uh, for centuries. This reading comes up uh, on a three-year cycle, as I said, in our lectionary. Um, I don't think it's been quite the first that there's been um, this last year as there have been in previous years. And of course, that's because uh, the world is very charged at this moment. And of course, uh, racial language and language of, around identity and, and groups is something that we are all uh, thinking much harder about at the moment. And so there is a, an, a special uh, kind of... Um, start that we get when we hear these words. Um, dogs was a term that was used, as I've said, uh, by Jews of Jesus's day. And so uh, one or two commentators have said, well, Jesus is just saying what any Jewish teacher uh, would, would say. Um, others have said, well, look, actually, this is an area where Jesus needed to grow and he needed to be educated. And that's what the woman helps him to do. I don't find that a particularly convincing argument for a number of reasons, nor do I find it a particularly comforting um, uh, thought, really, uh, to think that the saviour of the world um, is clumsy at best in his language and needs educating. I, I don't think that's particularly convincing, uh, nor do I find that particularly uh, rewarding or encouraging as a Christian. Could there be something else going on? Well, I think, um, I think that there is. Um, I, I love film. One of the things I'm, I'm into is, is film. I'm not a film buff uh, by any means, but I do enjoy watching films. I, I also like uh, finding out how films are made. I love those um, YouTube uh, episodes, those documentaries where they take you behind the scenes or uh, they give you an inside view of how a scene uh, was filmed. And I'm sure you've watched uh, these kind of programs before. Um, but you see a film, uh, a scene in a film uh, being replayed over and over and over again. The actors rehearse, uh, the director gives some direction and then then they film the scene and often they'll go back and film it five at uh, ten fifteen times and very often the the um, actors and the director will work together to give the scene a different mood a different flavor um, they will use the same words on the on the page uh, but the skill of the actor is to give a different inflection each time and so to change the meaning of the word or the mood of the scene it's very hard as you read these words in black and white uh, to get a sense of uh, the emotion that Jesus gives to these words. Is Jesus asking a question here? Is Jesus using an idiom that would be familiar to the woman and to the disciples, uh, but saying it with an ironic twist? Is Jesus in some way being uh, sort of self-deprecating as he asks this question? As I said, there is a double rejection here. There's a silence when uh, the woman first comes. 
And then there's this uh, comment about dogs eating crumbs that fall from their master's table. But note as well that Jesus doesn't send the woman away. In fact, I think what's happening here is that Jesus is actually drawing the woman in and drawing the disciples in. As you read through the stories of the Gospels uh, and read particularly the stories of healing, and remember there is a healing here. The woman's daughter is healed from that very hour we discover. Um, as you read through those stories of, of healing and uh, deliverance, you find that very often there is a, there is a, a conflict or a, a, a something that needs to be overcome before the healing can happen. Those who are healed demonstrate faith in coming to Jesus and overcoming the obstacles uh, to their healing taking place. In some occasions, the obstacle is a crowd. The blind men have to call out and their voices have to be heard above the crowd so that Jesus turns around and goes to them and asks who called him. Um, a woman with an issue of blood has to fight her way through the crowd so that she can get to Jesus. Um, a paralysed man has to have his friends lift him up onto the roof of a house and uh, dig through the house, uh, the house roof so that he can come uh, to Jesus. A leper um, has to overcome the, the, the stigma of his condition so that he can come uh, before Jesus and discover healing. Time and again, there is an opposition, an obstacle that has to be overcome. And on this occasion, it's Jesus who puts the obstacle there. First, the silence. He, he doesn't answer the woman when she asks for help. And then um, the, the, the comment about the, the crumbs falling from the master's table and, and dogs um, eating them. Jesus is putting an obstacle here. Now, why would he do that? Why would Jesus put an obstacle in front of somebody who is clearly in need? One of the things that we do as parents sometimes is we will gently uh, test our children. Uh, we'll, we'll, perhaps they're, they're learning a new skill or they're discovering a new ability or they're, they're growing in some area. And some of the things that we will do is we'll, we'll just gently push. So those children, then they, they, they push back. And in that pushing back, uh, they grow. Jesus gently pushes the woman away here. Remember, Jesus knows the hearts of all those who stand before him. He knows the hearts of his disciples. He knows the heart of this woman. And he gently pushes. He pushes just enough, not that he pushes her away, but that she then pushes back and comes closer. The silence... And the comment about, is this healing really for you, are a gentle push away. But they're a push away that she then pushes back uh, against and comes nearer still. Uh, my children, would, uh, when they were little, would often uh, fight in the doors. And that one would be pushing the door one way, one would be pushing the door another way. And then the one who's pushing the door suddenly would step back and the others would come flying in through the door. And this is what I imagine happening here. Jesus pushes the door back a bit and the woman pushes harder and then the door opens and she falls in. We don't know how Jesus said these words, but certainly the woman doesn't take offence. 
I imagine Jesus saying these uh, in an ironic manner. I wonder if it's saying them in a, in a slightly testing manner. Um, some commentators say, well, you can't see the twinkle in Jesus's eye as he says that. I don't quite know how you interpret them. I don't know what you think about them, but certainly she's not offended and she comes closer. She expresses faith. Yes, Lord, she said, but even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. And read again Jesus' answer. Woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted and her daughter was healed from that very hour. Um, rather than being um, uh, insulted by Jesus, the woman is commended by Jesus. You have great faith. And what is this great faith? Well, this great faith is a, is a pressing, pressing through, a coming closer, a persisting, a not giving up, a not being pushed away, a not being rejected, but a, a keeping on, keeping on, holding on, holding on to the hope that is in Christ. There's another um, uh, encounter with a Gentile uh, where there's healing for another uh, described, and that's earlier in Matthew's Gospel with the centurion. Uh, the centurion comes to Jesus and he asks for healing uh, for his son, uh, for his servant rather. And um, Jesus says, yes, I'll go. And the centurion says, well, you don't need to come, just say the word and he will be healed. And remember, Jesus says to the centurion, to that, that Gentile man, um, I have not seen faith as great as yours in the whole of Israel. Um, Jesus isn't... Um, uh, racist against outsi outsiders. Uh, Jesus isn't um, withholding God's grace uh, from the Gentiles. Rather, he, when they come to him for healing, um, he commends them. There's no Jew who is commended in these um, high terms. Um, certainly not uh, as high terms as the centurion. I've not seen faith like this in the whole of Israel. And uh, nobody else who's described as having great faith the faith of the Canaanite woman. So what's the takeaway um, from this uh, for us this morning? Um, what, do we, what do we make of this passage? Um, well, there's a couple of things that I think we can hold on to. Uh, the, scriptures, um, the scriptures say that all scripture is God-breathed and is therefore our edification, our building up. How can this build us up uh, this morning? Well, I think there's, there's three things. Um, the first is let's... Let's not be too quick um, to judge Jesus and um, let's not be too quick to resolve the tension. Um, Jesus is troubling. Jesus is troubling. Um, I'm suspicious of, of uh, those people who, who don't seem to have any problem with Jesus. It's all, all easy. It's all simple. It's all straightforward. Um, as I read the Gospels, there are times when I kind of uh, I'm brought up short, where I need to think, where I kind of go, did Jesus really say that? Does that parable mean what I think it means? Because that, that doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. We have, to, we have to work hard. We have to push on through before we gain an understanding. And so if you're in that situation, if you don't, if you don't get Jesus... If you're perhaps um, watching these podcasts, you've not been to St. Giles, but you're, you, you've discovered us online and you're trying to make sense of all of this. Um, don't worry, you're not alone. Many of us have been in that position before. Uh, some of us are in that position now. We might well be in the future. If Jesus is who he says he is, if he is the, the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, the Word made flesh, God incarnate, 
um, then he shouldn't be straightforward, he shouldn't be easy to understand, and faith shouldn't be really, really easy that we just, we just get it uh, straight away. Um, he is a stumbling block to some. He is difficult to understand. He doesn't fit into our nice, uh, neat ca uh, categories. And so don't give up, don't be bewildered, don't, don't walk away, but, but keep on. Um, do what this woman did. She, she wrestles on through. Uh, she keeps going. She comes, uh, she comes closer. Um, the scriptures are full of people who have had to wrestle with God and wrestled on through until there is a resolution. And that is part of the walk of faith. Um, Jacob, you remember, wrestled with an angel and was left marked by that uh, forevermore. Uh, so don't despair. Don't give up. Uh, keep on battling through. Secondly, this woman is commended for her faith, her great faith. And what is that faith? Um, we sometimes think of faith as a kind, of, uh, a kind of liquid that fills the cup and its levels go up and it goes down. And um, we think of people as being full of faith, meaning they've got lots of this kind of attribute that we might hope for, we might aspire to. Um, we sometimes think of our faith as draining out as though we've got a kind of a hole in our wellies and the, the level of faith is dropping, uh, dropping down. Uh, the woman here shows what faith is and very simply, it is coming to Jesus. All of those who are healed in the Gospels, they have one thing in common. They come to Jesus. They come close to Jesus. They become they come before Jesus. They lay their requests before the Lord Jesus. This passage comes between um, some other stories. And we had the feeding of the 5,000 a couple of weeks ago. Um, the next chapter we read about the feeding of the 4,000. And Jesus healing and ministering to uh, many people there. Jesus is not stingy with his grace. Uh, there is just one requirement and that is that we come to him. Uh, we come to him, we come before him and coming to Jesus, kneeling before him, uh, asking for his help is having faith. Um, we need to remember that um, and we need to exhibit that. And we need to exhibit that when we experience what that woman uh, felt in the story. Um, first, she is met by silence. She comes and says, Lord, have mercy. And it says, Jesus was silent. Many of us, we just expect Jesus to answer straight away. We, we hope that he'll do whatever we ask, whatever we um, uh, uh, feel that we are owed or perhaps that we are entitled to ask. Um, it's not so with the Lord. He's the Lord of Lords, King of Kings. Um, he is master of all and he is, not, um, uh, he is not our servant that we can just uh, tell him what we think he should do and he will, he will do that. Um, no, sometimes we are met by silence. And I don't say that flippantly. I know this morning there'll be things people are praying for, perhaps things people have been praying for for years and you've been met by silence. Uh, keep on keeping on. Don't give up. Don't walk away. Uh, don't, don't lose heart. Uh, but just keep on coming closer. That's what this woman does. And she is tested. Uh, the comment about dogs and crumbs falling into the temple, that is a testing comment. And I'm you know, I'm, I'm talking about how we're not quite sure the way in which Jesus delivered uh, those words um, uh, and, and, and different scenes being replayed in different ways, all of that. But I'm, I'm sure there was a moment where she caught her breath, where she was challenged. And then, and then she pressed on through because Jesus knew um, that she would. Um, 
Testing is a feature of the life of faith. Testing will come in the lives of Christians and God will at times test us. God will at times just withhold his presence from us. Um, not push us away, but just push the door closed a little bit that we would push all the more harder and fall into his presence. And perhaps you're having that testing time at the moment. Uh, keep on pushing on. Scriptures tell us that uh, the Lord draws close to those who seek to draw close to him. Faith is coming to Jesus. And thirdly and finally, um, let's not miss the point uh, at the end of the story that healing happens, uh, deliverance comes. Then Jesus answered, woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. Jesus is the great healer. He's a great deliverer. He's a great uh, redeemer. He's a great king, the coming kings. And uh, there is healing in his name and there is power in his name. And the Lord delights to heal. Um, some, there'll be healing in this life. There'll be great moments uh, where God's spirit breaks in and, and uh, there, is, there is healing and there is deliverance and there is wholeness. Uh, for others, healing may take uh, a longer time. It's a more uh, gradual process, but it, but it comes. And for others, well, there might not be healing in this life, but there will certainly be healing in the life to come. None of us will be fully healed, fully delivered, fully made whole in this life. But we will, if we trust in the Lord Jesus, be made fully whole, fully delivered, uh, fully healed in the life to come. Uh, the life which Revelation uh, talks about, where there'll be no more crying, no more tears, no more sickness, no more illness, no more death. Um, at the moment, we see through a glass darkly, but in the life to come, we will see clearly as we see the Lord Jesus uh, face to face. Let's pray together. Only Father, I pray for everybody who's um, hearing these words today, Lord. Uh, particularly for those who feel like they're pushing at the door, but they're not get any, getting anywhere. Lord, I pray that the door would open, uh, that they would fall through, we would fall through into your presence. Uh, Lord, I pray that you would minister your healing uh, power uh, today through the work of the Spirit. And Lord, for those of us who, who Jesus is something of a stumbling block, Lord, I pray that you would open our eyes and soften our hearts. Lord, may your kingdom come and may your will be done in Jesus' name. Amen.
Well, morning, everybody. It's time for the interview part of the vidcast, a time where we get to reconnect with um, a lovely familiar face or some lovely familiar faces from church. And this week, I'm delighted to welcome a couple on. And that couple are Reuben and Seema Srinivasan. Hello, how are you? Hello. Hello. Well, thank you. Yeah, good. Thank you. Good, good, good. It is lovely to see your faces. And I'll ask with my first question, how are you? How's the last four months been? It's different, I suppose. So a uh, lot of uh, time, Brexit time, really not travelling. So uh, working at home and uh, lots of time for uh, DIY projects to go wrong. Uh, so that's my, that's my story. Yes, we've both, had, um, we've both had four months, basically, both being at home all the time, both working from home. I've uh, recently decided to take VR, uh, voluntary redundancy, um, I, I've seen it as a positive and it was a good time to kind of stop and decide what I really want to be when I grow up. So try and take the positives out of uh, COVID. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So does that mean you've been able to sort of just take, because I presume you've worked for a, n a number of years, just sort of take a breath and reevaluate things, I guess? Yeah, so I, I, this is my second week off where I've not been working, so I've not had very long, so, but I, I think in the first week I thought I was going to do everything that everyone else has been doing for four months, whether that's mindfulness colouring or jigsaws or sorting out kitchen drawers or um, baking, so I think last week I kind of overtired myself and thought, actually, I should have a break first. Yeah. <laughs> rest, rest is good, rest is good. And Ripon, have you been working, but working from home? Yeah, exactly. So I've been working uh, from home um, and usually before lockdown, I've been sort of travelling now and again uh, to different parts of the country. So thankfully, not being able to do that, it's given me more time. Uh, but yeah, working at home, but obviously missing interactions with colleagues and friends in the office. Yeah, that's it. It is a really peculiar time and you have an addition back in your house. Your daughter's back living with you um, at the moment, isn't she? She is, yeah, yeah. So that I mean, it's been it was great to begin with, you know. But we we all get on pretty well. But I think she's probably itching to kind of go back to university now, sort of thing. It is that funny time. I was talking to somebody else about it when you just get that taste of independence when you go to uni, and then suddenly you're back, and not just back, back, and you can't get out. It's a it's a peculiar yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. And in terms of your faith, obviously, um, it's an important thing for you. How have you found um, keeping connected with God and, and your faith during lockdown? Um, it's been, for us, it's been quite good because we've, uh, we've been having our house group every week regularly. So that's a really good uh, thing to do. And we always have a little bit of homework with that beforehand. Um, and then we've obviously been coming to all the Sunday um, church groups and as people know we're normally late and we've sometimes we're one of the first few there so we're quite impressed with ourselves now <laughs> so it suits our lifestyle very much online church um, and then I've I've in the last couple of weeks not working I've kind of now downloaded a good reading to do every morning and stuff and it's really nice to have time to do that whereas before we've just kind of uh, you know it's normally praying and doing a bit of a reading at night time so that's yeah. really nice yeah more time to do those sort of things 
I think it's nice and you say about home group and and I agree with myself and my husband are part of the home group with quite a lot of people who've got young children and normally it's just one of us that can leave the house because we're at home with the children but actually it's been quite nice obviously it's nice to do home group when you're with the people but I have quite enjoyed the zoom home groups yeah yeah it's lovely yeah obviously we look forward to going back to normal and having people around soon yeah, we used to have the home group in our home, so kind of missed the hosting a little bit. Yeah. But, um, yeah. um, I think having but, you know and hosting is one of the things I've really missed the most. I wouldn't say I'm like the hostess with the most but I do love people in my house, and I'm looking yeah. forward to yeah. being able to get that back soon. Well, hopefully it won't be too long, and it is lovely talking to you. Thank you very much for talking to us, and um, and stay safe. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Um, I bet you weren't late this morning knowing you were going to be in the service. Um, great to see you. Um, great to have you with us. Uh, okay, just a couple of notices from me as we come to the end of this um, service. Um, what is to say, look out for a survey uh, that I'm going to send out with the um, church weekly email. I'm going to start those up again this week. And uh, this week I'll be including in that a survey. Um, just asking uh, how you're doing, how you're finding the online worship, and also your opinions about how we might reopen the church as we move forward in the autumn, uh, what our future service pattern could look like, um, when you might feel ready to come back to church, and what... what um, what manner of organisation that's going to need to take. So it'd be really, really helpful for me and for the wardens, for the PCC, to just have a feel of where people are at, how they're feeling about things and uh, what preparations we need to make um, as we plan our worship and our ministry moving forward. So that'd be a really simple survey. Um, as I said, it'll be in the, uh, the weekly email coming out soon. Uh, and also to say that we are uh, preparing for reopening Junior Church. Um, Junior Church Online is going to start next week. Um, so Hannah and um, Ellen and Sally, they're all getting ready for that. So um, after our morning service next week at 11 o'clock, uh, we'll have our Junior Church Online. And uh, in anticipation of that, in celebration of that, in preparation for that, uh, um, Isla and Esther and Hannah have prepared uh, a Junior Church song for us this morning. We've been learning a new song in Junior Church. It's called Speak Your Name, and we're going to sing it now. I hope you enjoy it.
of the things that I'm missing as we're doing church online is sharing the peace. Um, so let's, let's take a moment to bless one another in the words of the peace. Um, as perhaps as we say this as well, you, you just take a moment to pray for those who uh, you would normally share the peace with um, at St. Giles. Perhaps folk who generally sit around uh, near you, who you, you look forward to meeting and seeing and, and, um, and blessing. So let's share um, the peace together. Jesus Christ is the Prince of Peace. He is our peace. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Now let's close our time together with the words of the blessing. The love of the Lord Jesus draw you to himself. The power of the Lord Jesus equip you for his service. And the joy of the Lord Jesus fill your hearts. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. We go in peace to love and serve the Lord. In the name of Christ. Amen. Hannah and the girls are going to lead us out. I know they've had a lot of fun uh, preparing and singing this song. <laughs>